Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the X-Files podcast by a Scully and a Mulder. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. good i love it oh i should have told you that there was an alien in this episode because you wouldn't even have believed me you should not have i was so much purer going (laughs) into it i really told you nothing about this season five episode nine listening to fear original air date november 28th 2000 yep that's uh it's an episode that happened we sure listened to it Oh boy. This is my question. Why is it called Listening to Fear? <laughs> Honestly. Uh, because of Dawn? <laughs> what part of it is listening? Well, she listens to all of the people constantly telling her that she doesn't belong and that she's not real. Uh-huh. That's tenuous. <laughs> or the Queller demon is listening to Ben? Well, quelling is sort of like stopping the noise, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, no, this this one really doesn't make any sense. At like, all. <laughs> hush? Sure. Sure. Listening to fear? I'm like, oh, it's going to be similar to hush. Nope. Not no, sir. a little bit. In no way. I guess nope. there's a guy with a weird mouth. That's about the closest, but it's <sighs> Buffy, so that's going to happen. Listening to fear? All right, Michaela. <laughs> So, the Summers girls are chilling with their mom in the hospital. Everything seems fine with Joyce. She's going to be going under the knife soon and getting that pesky brain tumor removed. And all of the hospital stuff with Dawn and Buffy just wanting to hang out with their mom, it's all very nice. Mm -hmm. It's cute, family, and they're just trying to do their best to make their mom's horrible hospital experience a little bit better. Man, the world was hell before we had smartphones. Talking about the things that they can do, it's like, oh, watch this television, daytime television, or that's about it. Maybe we have some board games. Like, fuck Trashy off, magazines. Man. Oh, trashy magazines. No. Yeah, Smartphones, no. man. You get a sweet new match three game, your life is gone for like 24 hours. They will have to pry that phone out of Joyce's hands to get her to go under the knife. She'll just need to get to crush one more candy. Exactly. Right. Or, yeah, match some more Marvel dudes or something. There's a Marvel one. There's so many of them. They're amazing. There's a million. (laughs) They're great. Or, yeah, I've got a Frozen game in there. Anything. Sure. It's it's all great. Just go for it. The world was terrible before with smartphones. (laughs) That's what you took away from this? What were we doing? Yes, that's exactly what I took away from it. Also, it's really nice with the girls and their mom. They are doing a good job of that. And, uh, yeah, there are a bunch of parts of this episode where I'm like... This isn't terrible. (laughs) Yeah. It's another one of those that is very forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. And from a character perspective, not much happens. So other than Joyce going in for surgery, you could really just get rid of it and nothing would change. Yeah. This is a thing similar-ish to Reptile Boy. And I don't want to say that it's on the same level as Reptile Boy. But like 30 second line elevator pitch that was just expanded out into an episode like okay what if joyce is sick and buffy's sad and we have to reveal that ben ben is a bad guy in some way and you're like all right let's make an episode out of that uh how many minutes do we have to fill 42 fuck (laughs) well no they'll be fine it's gonna work out everything's gonna be a-okay a-okay unlike patrolling which is not going well these glam muscly lady vamps are giving the fellas the business holy shit so getting a picture of these lady vamps was incredibly difficult yeah because they were just constantly moving i did get one of the one that i was slightly more obsessed with because her Mm -hmm. arms were unbelievable they're incredible ass yeah yeah I love this picture, as blurry and dark as it is. Listeners, if you can see anything in this picture, just look at the arms on the lady vamp. She is clearly... I mean, it's a bunch of stunt people, right? Yeah, Dressed up in vamp face, as they do. That's who you put in vamp face when you're doing a fight scene. And, oh man, these stunt ladies are so good. Also, she's like, what, six foot three? 
She is so tall. She has mm. to be at least six feet, if not more. And just everything they're wearing is also very amazing. She's got those leather pants. She's got, I want to call it a snakeskin tank top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a sweet yeah. arm. Uh, it's not a bracelet because bracelet's a wrist thing. Yeah. So it's on the upper arm, but it's like yeah. a snake bracelet thing for <laughs> oh, your upper arm. Oh, it's so good. So cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. These vamps are amazing. They might be the best part of the episode. You look at them and you think, yeah, the Scoobies cannot handle this. <laughs> Especially without Ri-Fi. Although yeah, I did Captain really like... Around here. I, I did really like that it's the core Scoobies who are trying to do this together. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a nice little moment for them. And Willow's just so excited that she got both of the vamps. Oh, she is so excited in her pink sheep coat thing that i have managed to capture i love how dark this image is and then willow's just standing out right in the middle like a pink beacon it's very sheepy the inside is just a sheep she's skinned a sheep and worn it against her body i mean a lot of this episode is just like hey guys it's really cold in california right now we need to bundle the fuck up we both have a picture Coming up very soon. That is really going to encapsulate that, I think. Mm-hmm. But right, Captain Cardboard has stood them up for this patrolling because obviously they're going to do this like for Buffy right now. Buffy has much more important things to do than be fighting these very muscular lady vamps. <laughs> but what is Cece doing? Why did he stand them up? <laughs> this is the sketchiest fucking place. Okay, so this is a <laughs> vampire crack house of some sort? Where he's being fed on by a lady vampire. And Michaela, I have so many questions. And then I was like, okay, David, don't even bother starting to write them down. Because they're going to come back and revisit this and tell us. Like, they'll give us more color here. They will explain some things. No, no, no. No. No, it's this one shot and then nothing. And you're like, okay, are there other people in here? Or is it just Riley and his lady friend who is Uh, obviously a different vampire because he killed sandy right how did they come to this arrangement does she know she can't feed on him is he threatening to kill her on the regs what's happening what like is there an exchange of money right i would assume no she gets blood so she doesn't need any money and he gets question mark so he doesn't need any money (laughs) satisfaction thrill whatever riley's getting out of this whole vampire thing and i will say this lends so much credence to the idea that riley is trying to become a vampire (laughs) i know there's this whole sucking thing but to the untrained eye it seems very plausible to imagine like oh yeah riley's like becoming a vampire or something i don't know man Why is he hanging around these lady vamps so much they are going to explain this okay they're gonna not they're not gonna explain it to a point where we'll be satisfied i don't think no there's no way to do this to satisfaction we'll we'll get some more and like he's there he's in this sketchy house she's biting him on the arm and you're like riley how are you gonna hide your track marks (laughs) because he might as well be shooting up right isn't that what we're basically doing here Big sweaters that are turtlenecks. Big turtleneck sweaters. That's how you do it. They cover the neck. They cover the arms. You're all good. You can get vampire bites all over your body. Unless, I guess, yeah, Buffy doesn't want to get intimate anymore. So it's fine. Yeah. I guess arm is easier to hide than neck. Yes. He probably owns more long sleeve shirts than turtlenecks (laughs) specifically. I mean, maybe he's bought a bunch of tactical turtlenecks for him. Who knows? Oh, God. Well, I mean, he'll need them again if we're going to look at what's coming up later. But anyways, this scene is stupid and (laughs) has no bearing on the rest of this episode, at least. Correct. Willow now comes into the hospital. And so this is, again, two of our pictures. I've titled it datfringe.pinge or .png. And nice. you've gone with ultimate carpet sweater.png. Let me take yeah. a look at yours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> her sweater at first blush seems reasonable, and then you look <sighs> at the cuffs and the what's the bottom bit on a sweater called? The 
bottom it's the, near your it's legs. It's just the bottom of the sweater. Right, okay. Normally it's, you don't have to talk about it because it's not insane. It's all fringed up here, Michaela. The col- the cuffs and the, the bottom of it. Not the collar, which is the only other hold, but that doesn't have the fringed things whatever Can carpet Can you imagine tassels. if it did, though? Yeah. If they were just, I, like, exploding up into her face? Not up into her face. They'd be <laughs> lying flat against her chest? I don't know, man. Turtlenecks this... never die. Oh, God. No. <laughs> why would they? But this fucking sweater... It, the rest of it looks like a pretty reasonable muted red sweater, which is fine on Willow. And then these goddamn tassels or whatever they are around the fucking edges you're like no when i first saw it i thought the bottom could was either going to be part of the sweater or possibly the top of a very long skirt Mm. and i honestly don't know what's worse (laughs) it's definitely the sweater because her cuffs have it too oh it's definitely the sweater because she's just wearing pants i'm pretty sure she's done away with this whole skirt thing she's not yeah I was going to say she's not in college anymore. She is. We just don't (laughs) see it ever. As we are reminded now, Buffy is also in college. We're never going to see it again. But (laughs) she definitely is in there and is allowed to just miss as many exams as she wants in college. If they're taking classes where the exams are worth like 20% each, you could miss one or two and still squeak by, right? That is dicey. Oh, I'm not saying it's not dicey, but Buffy has other shit going on. And what does she care about a degree? She's probably not going to live past then anyways, right? Why is she pursuing her degree? (laughs) At this time, why not just put that on hold and be like, you know what? I'm going to take a semester off. Maybe two. We'll see how we're doing after that. Well, exactly. She moved out from the place she had lived for three days so obviously it was the beginning of the semester Mm -hmm. and she not only has a sick mother but also has this whole key business to deal with that she Mm -hmm. knew about at that time Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) lots of questions but it doesn't matter because she's not really at school anyways yeah so joyce is going a little bit crazy because of the whole like head tumor thing it's pressing on the bit of her brain that makes her say prophetic or clairvoyant things or just mean things i guess there is definitely there's definitely a thing where people who have a brain tumor will say strange things oh yeah oh yeah that like this is all definitely a thing and yes as part of that since she's ah, i don't know how i actually feel about her being able to see dawn because of this Mm. or see the key because everyone else who has seen the key was presumably affected by glory or is crazy because of glory and then it kind of <laughs> makes sense right i love this point so much because i know exactly why it doesn't happen but if glory stuck around any of the people she crazified <laughs> for like five minutes they would lead her so directly to the key that she so wants to find <sighs> And I love it because obviously that's not going to happen. These people are gross. She doesn't want to be around them. She doesn't want to be beholden to anyone for answers if she can avoid that. But yeah, all of them, like all of these people who have been very close to glory are exactly the ones that can see Dawn. And you're like, yes, amazing. It is a very nice, like, universe fuck you. It's very neat. Like... (laughs) Mm. poetic justice type neat yeah so there's this other crazy person the security guard i think or one of the people in yeah, the yeah one of the security that... guards oh we've blown by hospital chic oh no hospital chic i i think this is a pretty reasonable like plaid shirt to be so, wearing no, the shirt is fine everything is fine and i understand that she's the main character of this show <laughs> her lips are just bold and yeah, not in a true. bad way in a way where she put that lipstick on to go to the hospital and i have kind of a problem with that because the shirt works perfectly the shirt yes. is like oh i need a comfort shirt i'm just gonna throw this on it doesn't yeah, have I'm to look amazing doesn't have to make a statement and then yeah the level of care that has been taken with her makeup is just at odds with that her lips are just very bright yeah and i don't know why it bothered me a lot <laughs> but I was fixated on it. (laughs) So yeah, she's hospital chic and then crazy security guard sees Dawn doing the whole Sun AM is the key, you're not real, there's no data on you thing. And then who should show up but Ben (gasps) the cute nameless intern? 
Honestly, whenever he shows up, I just think that he's so handsome. <laughs> really? He's just so handsome with his handsome 90s hair. <laughs> it's so floppy. Oh. Are you saying handsome or Hanson? <laughs> hey, maybe Hanson was handsome. I don't know. <laughs> they were very young, turns out. But they're still together, I think. I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, Ben, the cute nameless intern's here. He's like, oh, no, I've got to do some exposition now. Sunny D Hospital is chock full of crazy folks. Bye, Buffy. Good to see you. My name's Ben. <laughs> so there are a couple things that happen here. Right. He is very dismissive of of the crazy folks. Oh, yeah. Like, the way that he talks about them is pretty offensive. And I don't know if that's just a 20-year-old TV show thing. And I was just being overly sensitive. Well, we're just stacking them up like cordwood back there. Got too like, many right? of them. The crazies, they're everywhere. Yeah, so I didn't like any of that. And then at this point, you probably wouldn't have noticed this, but he asks, directly asks, what the man was saying to Don, and Buffy just kind of shrugs it off. Mm. Now, I mean, currently this is all conjecture, and I can't remember the answer to it, hence why I'm going to ask. Good. Does he know about this whole crazy people can see the key thing? Right. I don't know the answer. Is that something that he wants to find out about? We will later learn probably. Yeah, I would imagine so. he has some mysterious connection to a certain special someone. Oh, she's the specialist. <laughs> oh, God. Can we please just start calling her the special one? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The coolest name ever for a nameless character, the special one. Sounds good. Oh, so I'm yeah, very he does pleased. all that nonsense. And then Willow and Tara have dragged some sleeping bags <laughs> up onto the roof of their building. And you just think to yourself, they've never done this before. I hope it's not a plot device. <laughs> it's mm, I just don't know what's going on. It's so problematic. I guess it's it's partially a bonding scene for them. Well, and just yeah. more like, oh, Tara spent a lot of time alone as a child because her family's garbage. What a wacky human Tara is. She tells oh. Willow all about the big pineapple constellation up in the sky. What okay. a wacky, personality-full character. Things we know about Tara. She likes mm-hmm. ladies, horses, right. magic, and making up her own constellations. Correct. That's the list, right? The exhaustive list. That's the list of things she likes. Yeah. We also know some stuff. Oh, no, that's about her family more than her. Hmm. Uh, what else do we know about her? She doesn't uh, like her family, generally. Doesn't like her family, yes, correct. Yep, that's Tara. Good job, Tara. <laughs> I was extremely put out to learn that meteor technology has come about as far as giant snake technology on this show. <laughs> It is the world's worst meteor, yeah. Yeah, it really has not progressed far enough for them to show this on any sort of television show with a budget. It really felt like, am I watching the original Star Trek? (laughs) Is that the level of meteorite you've just shown me? No, because they've got CG for this and they're like, (laughs) oh, we can integrate it seamlessly into the shot and you'll never know that it's not practical effects. And they're all pissing themselves afterwards just being like, oh shit, that's the realest looking meteor I've ever seen on film. (laughs) You're like, yep, okay, cool. And then we're back to Creature Cam as something crawls out of this damn thing. And I'm like, really, season five? Really? This is what you thought you should be doing right now. Creature Cam and a thing dropping from outer space. One of the laziest ways to introduce a plot device. Having it come from the skies above is just the stupidest thing I think I can imagine. When's the last time we had Creature Cam? Uh, it's been a while. like Because we definitely had it in the dummy episode. Go Fish, I'm pretty sure we had it. But that's Ooh. not like a good thing to call back to. No. No, it's been quite... And we haven't done it very many times. No, no. It's very troublesome. This, like, so, yeah. The very idea that this demon comes from outer space is so absurd. Like, I just... I don't even know. I can't imagine why. They're on the Hellmouth. Just, like, summon it. Just summon it from the right? other plane. Why does it have to come from space? Yeah, just comes out of space. And it has repeatedly come from outer space. That's the other thing that doesn't make any sense. 
this is part of like the thing with oh the meteor things and the tunguska event or whatever it was in russia that yeah like okay i see where you're going but they're they're like trying to go for this occult angle on it and they're like what haven't we done meteors there's a bunch of conspiracy theories around meteors or meteorites or whatever they are sorry i don't have the terminology down but meteorite is when it it hits it right because it got it right oh okay sure Sounds I'm pretty good. sure that the magic school bus taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> good job, magic school bus, then. I don't know if it's even true, but let's go with it. Right, right. okay, so this thing slithers out of its meteor pod and oh, just the runs worst. up a tree, just as Crazy Man is walking by. And then He's Michaela, escaped goes... from his house, basically. Because right. he yeah. was discharged, and that was a bad idea, but it's because they didn't want to stack him up like cordwood. His family has done such a bad job of watching him. They've had him for like two hours and he's being attacked by a drop bear. Uh, okay, drop bear. Yes, I was going to yes! say. That's what I've just called it the entire time. Because it is a drop bear. It drops out of trees on you. You got to yeah. rub that garlic shampoo in your hair so the drop bear doesn't get you. So I have a note in in my in my notes mm-hmm. that is bolded caps and has stars all around it. <laughs> It says beat Dave to drop bear joke. Fuck, fuck. I was so close too. I know. You literally and I got interrupted it. me as I was trying I to say it. I'm gonna leave it all. They'll hear how you tried to say it, but you didn't get it out, so I win. Fucker. <laughs> Success. Yeah, this oh. thing is terrible. It crawls on the ceiling a lot, so it oh. likes being up t- uh, up high, and then people. You know how dogs can't look up? People can't either. Out, they have yeah, neither no, can people. They no cannot see vision. fucking yeah. anything up there. Uh, let's actually, I, I think that gets us into our first segment just fine. Good. A segment that I like to call invisible or inobservant. If you won't see me, I actually had a moment in this episode where I'm like, oh my god, wait. Can only crazy people see this boom done killed by death <laughs> you do the same thing and we're you're at like a hospital okay again yeah we're <laughs> at a hospital thing it's invisible to anyone who's not crazy just like that was invisible to anyone who's not dying and you're like okay that's lazy and you're riffing off of a bad episode but sure and then it's like nah everyone just doesn't look up in this and episode this thing is huge it's so big. It's so I called a, what, it a spooky cockroach, cockroach baby. Yeah. 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 Cockroach baby I think, works. I think it is a, I mean, I, there's very little information in the wiki about this episode for good reason, <laughs> I would say. Mm-hmm. But I have to assume that it's a dwarf in a costume. Yeah. I think. Yeah, which is problematic for a whole host of reasons that we'll get into later. Yeah, and I just... So, I mean, let's just do this now. I've got picture M5 peekaboo. This is a bit out of order. Oh, yeah. But oh, my this God, is, right. This is exactly what you're talking about, because yeah. it's on the ceiling. At this point in the episode, it pokes its little head down to to stare at Buffy and Dawn and Joyce when they're trying to leave. Mm-hmm. The doctor they're talking to, he is looking in this direction. Oh, yeah. He's, He's looking, looking at right Buffy... At and this thing is, like, down the hall behind Buffy. Yep. How does he not see it? You'd have to be blind, Michaela. And then, later on, late in the episode, after this thing has attacked Joyce and attacked Buffy once by dropping on top of her, she pulls out a knife, and then she's scanning the floor for where this thing might be. And you're like, hey, dumbass! <laughs> Look up! So, the only way this makes any sense is that, like... Because this thing is an alien, it has plus 10 to stealth. It's got cloaking technology, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, cloaking technology. Because otherwise, I don't know. And it's also, terrible. Buffy comes downstairs to find it and is in the dark. Turn the lights on. Just turn, turn the, the lights, lights on. on, man. You don't need to be in the dark. Okay, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I, I mean, I've got more problems with this thing. Because it's also, yeah, as you say, a dwarf in a suit. And he's just dragging his little legs behind him the entire time as they're, like, putting the camera upside down. Oh, look at him go across the ceiling. But, yeah, he's not allowed to use his legs. So he's just... But they're clearly there in the suit. 
Like, right. it doesn't like, end in a tapered bug thing no. at all. He just has two legs that never move. It's such <sighs> a garbage monster that came from space and is has no business in season five. And it's a drop bear. And it's a drop bear. I wonder if the bug-like aspects of it are some sort of alien thing where people expect aliens to have bug qualities i just don't know after alien they did because that is very insect like in a lot of ways but its face is so humanoid because it's a person in makeup (laughs) yep in not very good makeup that they try to hide as much as they can okay so we're gonna go check out this crash site and they've spent a lot of time setting up this big crash set thing that they have so we're gonna make people run around in that for a while and willow is wearing her craziest coat uh do you have a picture of this is this outdoor robe You've called it fuzzy coat, and I've gone with outdoor robe because I'm really focusing on what Tara's wearing. Tara's got an interesting thing. I really like Anya's coat. Anya's coat is fashionable to the point of, like, why are you just running around in this thing? (laughs) It's got, like, the full fur-lined collar and Mm -hmm. fur-trimmed sleeves and stuff, and you're like, this is not a spooky monster-hunting coat at all, Anya. This is an opera coat. (laughs) Anyway, yes, the outdoor robe, which is no doubt keeping Tara nice and warm, despite its apparent thinness. Well, this is just it. If she was wearing this in her home, I would think it was a bathrobe. It looks (laughs) comfy, but I don't think it looks warm, and it's also not done up. So if the rest of them are cold enough to be wearing all those coats, Tara's just freezing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely frigid. And yeah, Willow's got the fuzziest damn coat on and you're like, no, why is it so reddish pink? It's so red and plush. Oh, it's very plush. That's an excellent word for it. Yes. And I think that... She's still wearing her insane sweater under it, right? Mm, She is, yes. Yeah, so she is dying of heat. (laughs) I don't know where they're filming, but it's somewhere that it is not cold. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. So the gang's investigating this whole drop site, or the, whatever, crash site for the thing. (laughs) Drop bear site. Right, they find the guy that got drop bared. He's got gross smelly stuff in his mouth. Looks like he choked on it. No one really wants to scurry around the dark woods at night. Uh, so Cece stays behind in manner most suspicious. It's the most suspicious. And it's just this thing that I know we've harped on. And I know they keep doing it. But they come up upon this crime scene. And Riley's fucking sticking things in this guy's <laughs> mouth. They're tramping all around him. They're like poking close to this alien vessel that is probably giving off radiation. Oh yeah. I mean, gamma rays, right? Gotta Bruce Banner it up. They do name drop gamma rays later and I was like, oh god, oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, Riley should just stand really close to that and then he won't need to become a vampire. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Yeah, that would work. That would be very good. (laughs) Right. But I mean, hey, you find what seems like it's aliens, better call in the feds. Oh, man, when Riley unholsters his cell phone and calls <laughs> into Graham, his best bud on the whole planet, I was so happy. Oh, God, everything about that. Just the, like, dramatic flick open of the holster and then pull out of the cell phone. Like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's doing what Captain Cardboard does best, and that's... <laughs> be really boring i guess poor little cc and i mean we're not even going to talk about how the blast area from this ostensibly quite large rock is just nothing right we're just going to blow on past that because it fell from space and it like drove a mild mild furrow through the ground listen we don't know how physics work it's fine it's all very difficult buffy's gonna break joyce out of the hospital you know what man it's gonna be cool it's gonna be stealth it's going to be really low stakes because they're, she just wants to leave the hospital. Oh, right, because Joyce is, like, fully crazy and is like, get me out of here. I can't stand it in here anymore. Joyce is not hyped about being at the hospital, and it's very understandable that she doesn't want to stay there. But mm-hmm. the doctor so strongly cautions them against taking her out that you're sort of like, okay, guys, like, I know she's not having a good time, but the doctor really doesn't think she should leave, and... He's the guy who knows about this stuff. And this is my constant conflict internally, where I see Buffy doing these things and I'm like, gosh, this is a bad idea. But then I'm also like, oh yeah, 
and you're in just the shittiest situation. So you know what, Buffy? You get a free pass on everything. Obviously, taking your mother home right now, if you were thinking about this rationally, she's not going to be happy there, and there are far, far more things that she can hurt herself with at home than in the hospital. But you're going to do it because you think your mom's dying, and that's terrifying. You get a free pass on all of this, and I'm sorry for you. And it makes sense that she wants so desperately to help, and this is at least something she can do to help. It feels is, like helping. Yeah, it's not helpful, but no. her, there's something her mom wants that she can actually make happen. and that's She's going like, to make that shit happen. Yeah, yeah, this is the first thing that she's been actually able to do for Joyce, and so she's mm -hmm. going to do it regardless of what this quack doctor says <laughs> and like she grabs all the medications and the moment they enter her hands i'm like oh <laughs> nope she forgot what order those go in she has no clue her little <laughs> face is just terrified yeah. doctor notices this she's like no 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 everything's fine everything uh, is totally fine but they do fine. get joyce home i mean yeah peekaboo happens with <laughs> fucking alien bullshit uh yeah but they get her home just fine, and Joyce starts complaining about the lights being too bright, so you gotta turn all them off. And you just know it's a great episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when you have to do a drama shot on something that's just not dramatic at all. Because, mm. like, the lights all turn off, and then the scare chord plays, and you're like, <laughs> nothing's happening. <laughs> there is no danger. I guess X-Files is really... It's really the best thing to compare it to because we've got our yep. alien. We're trying to pull it in this more horror direction that's mm -hmm. not working because mm. it's also fabricated and mm -hmm. the alien thing is so stupid looking. Yeah, I don't <sighs> believe this is a serious threat to anyone. No. Well, it is a serious threat to the crazy people in the hospital ward that it spits right. goo all over. Which I'm assuming it did already sometime that I just forgot to write down. Yes, because it does that before it leaves the hospital. And it's got to leave the hospital in the car that they drove yeah. Joyce home in, right? Yeah. Okay. So sure, it did that and the crazy people in the hospital were not jazzed about it. Whatever. Another helicopter shot. We got it. We got the money to have another helicopter in this show. And we're going to have a drama shot of it zooming over. Is this a set or is this actually somewhere outside? It's got to be a set, right? But how is it that big? I don't know. And there's a lake. There's a small, like, pond. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Anyway. How expensive is this fucking episode? Oh, my God. This one is oh not my coming God. in cheap. I'm so worried. Yeah. Yeah. This is where a lot of money went. Yeah. So my notes here are helicopter, army, berets. <laughs> right. Yes. Very much berets. My picture, beraeum. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's how you want that to be said. <laughs> Oh, That's God. how it's spelled. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's spelled Beretum. Or Beretum. Or Beretum. Yes. <laughs> Beretum is something that I like deep down. It's just hard to get from the spelling. Sure. Yeah. No, I get that. I wrote it out and I thought to myself, do I put the H in? Because then it's just Beretum. <laughs> That's no good. That's no good. No, so it's I'm Graham, though. He's back. And I was <laughs> like, yay, Graham's back. Riley, your best bud in the whole world. In He's the come whole to see world. you again. It's so nice. And it is nice. Graham's clearly in some sort of strike force now. <laughs> They're all wearing berets and a lot of black. It's very tactical gear. It actually, mm -hmm. yeah. It comes together surprisingly well into a tactical getup until CC starts talking about, what, protein oh! alkaloids? Ah, oh, this is where my yelling notes start. Oh, as a oh. chemist? You know. So tell me about protein alkaloids, Michaela, and how they're breaking down quickly, but you can track them with your protein scanner or the Geiger counter that can detect gamma rays. So I was mad about protein <laughs> alkaloid, right? Proteins are a class of of compounds and alkaloids are a class of compounds. Mm -hmm. So you could have a protein alkaloid. Sure. Alkaloids are things that contain basic nitrogen atoms. So that's a pretty big range of things. Proteins, as you might imagine, also a pretty big class of things. Right. So I was mad, but 
okay, let's move on. And then when he starts to go on about how quickly it's breaking down, <laughs> then I get really mad. Well, I love that Rifi has taken a fucking test tube of this thing and is like shaking it around and he's like, yep, that's a protein. Oh, wait, no, it's breaking down. Alkaloid? Oh. <laughs> It's a protein alkaloid, just as he's looking at this fucking test tube. Oh, I love that idea. Just, it's such garbage. And, like, there's mm. no way that he knows that it's breaking down. Like, mm. if the chemical composition is changing, then maybe the color has changed. Something is happening to it. He doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know. Yeah. It's hard so to track, angry. though. But you can track the gamma rays that are being given off possibly by it and that's all good and I yeah those geiger counters gonna count them up oh boy okay so yeah aliens in the house and i wasn't sure whether it was invisible whether it could teleport whether it was here at all or just a figment of joyce's crazy imagination like those I... are all excellent options yeah those are all Those are equally genuinely plausible, good options. Yeah. Which teleporting is I like a lot, actually. Because that yep. explains at least why Buffy can't seem to find it. Invisible makes the most sense. This thing can a hundred percent teleport. For how yeah. large it is, imagine <laughs> that it drops on you and then scurries away, and then you're like, Where'd you go? Where'd you go? It's, like, no. It's humongous. It's so it, big. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Uh right. Joyce is very mean to Buffy and then to Don and Don starts connecting all these dots about all the different crazy people saying mean things to her that are like all along the same line. They're cutting the same jib. It is suspicious that all these crazy people are talking about how she doesn't belong. I like it. I like that she's putting this all together and I like that Joyce puts it together at the end too. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're making actual progress on this. I thought We are making progress. I thought that could go on for like a full season with no resolution, you know? <laughs> it, it could have. But this isn't season four, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. It and it's like this idea that all these crazy people are saying mean things to Dawn, and what they're saying is that she doesn't belong, also just sort of cuts at the heart of one of Dawn's major insecurities anyways. Because mm. She's a teenager, she has this cool sister, and, like, wants to kind of be a part of her cool sister's cool group of friends. Yep. But obviously doesn't really belong there, because no one wants to hang out with their kid sister, right? Nope, no one does. Yeah, Don's not super jazzed about the whole thing. Buffy's just gotta be lying to her sister, and comforting her mom, and taking care of her crazy mom, and trying to do all of the housework as well, and it's, it's just getting to be a lot, you know? And she's doing her best, but she yeah. is taking on all of it herself. And she can mm. only take on so much. She's still just a person. Yeah. And then there's some research being done in the university library. And yeah, meteor alien stuff. Quelling demon. It quells madmen via demon. <laughs> and this has happened several times in the past that they point to. And it's all nonsense. It's some straight up exposition, though. And I mm. appreciated that aspect of it. I hated how neatly it fell together because <laughs> it was all very convenient oh almost like they pulled this thing out of nowhere and then had to resolve it within the same episode because they didn't want it sticking around so they yeah had to cut a lot of corners or something yeah <sighs> it is it is like that now Michaela, how would you describe the music that buffy puts on to drown out her <laughs> mother's crazed ramblings inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it was really, really appropriate for the television show because it juxtaposes against what's actually happening and Buffy's breakdown, but it's like the light Latin-inspired instrumental channel. It's kind of like that, right? I was trying to make like a quesadilla QSDA something, QSDA 305.4, The Cool Breeze. Some some sort really of light Latin music. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Light Latin jams for when you're just having a good time with the buds and it's Buffy doing the dishes alone in her dark house, trying to drown out her mother's crazed ramblings. And she's she's yeah. trying to, to drown Joyce out, and then she also wants to cover up the sounds of her sobs. Mm, mm, it's so good. It's so good for that music. Oh man. Yeah. It is a nice juxtaposition against it, but it also is 
I mean, it's supposed to be jarring and how inappropriate oh, yeah. it is for the moment. I understand that, but I was jarred by it. So I guess it's, good job, show. It's these little bits that I'm like, oh, this show or this episode has interesting things to do and say, and it can do them well. As a whole, the <laughs> like the quelling demon, get rid of all of that. And this is an objectively better episode, but it's got some good stuff to do. Right. The quelling demon is the bad thing here. Mm-hmm. And replacing it completely would fix a lot of the problems that we've had so far. Absolutely, it would. <sighs> Although I will say that Christine Sutherland and her crazy rambling acting mm. is great. Top notch. And that scene where they have that really wide lens, mm-hmm. like looking down at her on the bed, is one of the things from this show that I find to be genuinely scary. Yeah. And especially because you don't see what's looking at her. You know it's there, though. And exactly. she's looking directly into the lens, like, into yes. you. And she is talking to it, but she can't summon the actual clarity of mind to do anything useful with this. And is just talking about tennis. Right. And, and it's so, so upsetting. And it's terrifying because of her helplessness. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, she is talking about what's happening and she knows that she needs help but she can't form a coherent sentence because dawn can hear her dawn can hear everything she's saying but it just sounds like crazy ramblings so she's not gonna go and check on it and then they show they show the shot from the other from the side and it's joyce and the queller they're staring at her and now it's not scary anymore because you see the stupid queller being not scary (laughs) and you're like wow this has ruined it for me I wanted to sort of space this out, but I think it's time to get to our second segment, which Woo! is called Small Fright. Oh, yesterday when she said she had to walk to work because there was a midget on the train. I think she said it was a dwarf. Although this is a way better excuse than the train dwarf, which... Ugh. Well, even if you weren't lying... The train dwarf was real and he looked right at me with his dwarfy eyeballs! <laughs> uh. And it ties into a lot of the things that we've talked about already. When the scariness of your demon has to be sold by the fact that it's a short human in a suit. Like when that is the thing that makes this scary is that it's like a, a person but small. Like you need to rethink every decision that has brought you to this point. As a creative individual, you need to set down your pen and think... No, the line must be drawn here, this far, and no further. So I'm going to imagine that they thought to themselves, this thing, demon, alien, has to sneak around the hospital, has to sneak around the Summer's house, so it has to be small enough to do that. And they couldn't go full CG with it, because we've seen what that would look like. Bad, 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 bad. So then it has to be practical, and then... We can't have another bad egg scenario where it's clearly just a wiggly thing on a string because oh, that's, that's not true. scary. Yeah. So what are we left with? <laughs> Small human. Just yeah. hire Doug Jones again and be like, hey, can you contort your body like a spider? And he'll be like, oh, you mean like this? And then oh. he'll start moving around and you'll be like, ah, 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 it's perfect. It's so good. I, I can picture it and I'm terrified. Yeah. Just have him back on here. But- They don't have the money for that because they blew it all on meteors and helicopters. (laughs) (laughs) On paper, those things sound exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they just? So yeah, Buffy gets dropped on. uh, It like attacks Joyce and covers her face with this thing that for some reason she can remove, but the other people couldn't. I mean, they they were were tied down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were crazy. The other crazy dude was just wandering around. Why couldn't he? Uh, Whatever. Anyway, Joyce is fine. Buffy gets dropped on. She grabs a knife. She starts searching the floor for this thing that has dropped on many people now. And it's like... (laughs) So much fucking dropping. Do you want to look up, maybe? No, not really. Spike's here for his (laughs) one scene of real creepiness. Spike. Poor Spike. He doesn't deserve this. He was stealing pictures of Buffy from the basement of the Summer's house. He doesn't deserve this. And then, like, a minute later, it's turned around, and when he extends his hand to help Buffy up, it's played as, like, a really heroic, cool guy thing, and you're like, Sho, do you you forget what you just did? You just did that. (laughs) 
I read that as... So here, here's what happens, right? Buffy sees him doing this and you think to yourself, okay, this time she's finally going to kill you, right? right. Because she, she just needs that one more one more excuse, the, the final straw. And then she gets attacked. Well, Spike sort of helps her. He tosses her the knife. He's being helpful. And this is the thing. He always gets himself into a situation where he does something super creepy and she's like, what the fuck? And then he does, he's helpful because he's Mm -hmm. a fighter. He's strong. And when he goes to help her up, she does not reject his hand. Mm. So I read it more like, (laughs) not that she is forgiven the fact that he was clearly creeping in her basement, but she's, she's moved on from it for now. And then Riley busts on in and sees them holding hands. Oh, yeah. Well, which is, I think is more of, of what the point of that was. I mean, I took away from this that Riley busts in, sees the dead drop bear, and Spike's <laughs> just like, good fucking timing, buddy. And he's like, oh, but I, but I was so military, and I was going to show up, and it was going to be so cool, and I was going to help Buffy for once. And Spike's like, oh, don't worry. I'm already here to help her. Yeah. Don't worry about it, buddy. I got it. Oh, yeah. Good times. The best of times. When Spike throws her that knife, I'm I'm sure there's only one or two things I've seen this happen in. But don't throw knives to people, guys. It's a terrible idea. The one or two things that I've seen where they play it for the laugh of, like, it just slices up the person's hand and they're like, Ah! What the hell? At least she's the slayer. So if you're going to throw anyone a knife... Yeah. That that's who you throw the knife to. For sure. That is true. Yeah, and I guess Giles eventually throws knives at her to have her deflect them, so <laughs> Yeah. That all works. There's, there's some things you know. Oh, that's once more a feeling. I yeah. know that scene very well. <laughs> right. There's some things you know so well that they're just so far removed <laughs> from I get actual plot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I meant to ask, is the Lone Shark gag, is that this season or next season? No, next season. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's much wackier than things. Yeah. Okay. It just is very strange, right? You seem to know almost nothing about season five, but you know about the goddamn Lone Shark. (laughs) I know things. I just don't want to spoil them for our listeners. That's nice. Good host. I know (laughs) Key. I know Glory. I know gate, big ball of energy, jumping off of things. Need I go on? You needn't. Right? I know too many things, I would say, about the final episode. Yeah, you know about... (laughs) This is just... I'm telling you, it's Faith Mare Giant Snake all over again. Is it not? No, it's fine. Okay, so Ben goes back to his car (laughs) after a hard day... Buffy jumping, like... After a hard day's interning, <laughs> Ben is going back to his car, and oh snap, who's in his car's back seat but Dreg, Glory's minion, and he's talking to Ben like he knows him, and you're like, <gasps> Ben is helping Glory in some way? Ben summoned the Queller demon? He's doing what? He's a 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 what? He was what? He's doing what? He's a music man. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so this this is an interesting thing because I really felt like you had no idea. No clue. So you knew nothing about any of this, which is fantastic. And because they've just, they did such a good job with it. They mm-hmm. introduced him like it was no big deal. He came back and you're like, oh, this guy's back. I never even thought I'd see him again. He must be around because he's cute and Buffy wants to talk to him. And then... That happens a couple more times, and you're like, okay, they're reminding us that this cute guy is around. Oh, mm-hmm. look, his shirt is off. And now all of a sudden, wait a second, he knows glory. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he is glory. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I cracked this whole thing wide open. Boom. You know Done. it. No, we haven't seen Ben's feet. <laughs> He's wearing... He's been secretly wearing high heels the entire time. <gasps> oh, delightful. No one thought to look down or no. up. <laughs> the fools. Yeah. Okay, and then we end this off with Joyce going in for surgery. She seems really lucid at the end, but sure, you know, it comes in waves. And uh, she knows that Dawn isn't quite real. She got them Sun AM vibes from her. And so there were, initially when Dawn, when Joyce started talking about this, I was sort of like, what is the purpose 
of Joyce having this realization, like how, like what, what is it giving to the show? Mm. And I think the answer is that it sort of allows Joyce to accept Dawn and accept sort of this responsibility that they have been given. And it also allows her to put more pressure on Buffy. <laughs> yeah, because if she, Joyce dies, yeah. Buffy better protect Dawn. And she's sort of doing it because she's going into surgery. She's worried about what might happen. But like, does she need to tell Buffy this? Doesn't Buffy know? Buffy generally knows, yes. Mm, Joyce, yeah. like it stated and not left, you know, uh, ambiguous at all. And so, yeah, this... This scene is played very much for Joyce is going into surgery and speaking in a way that makes it sound like she thinks there's a real chance she won't be back. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, brain surgery, that's some serious shit. Yes, it is. And I believe that's our episode. Sure is. Again, (laughs) it was not a very compelling selling point. And then the whole Queller demon thing really sucked. And then around that, there are interesting bits. And like, you do have to find out that Ben is up to something somewhere. And in a Monster of the Week episode isn't bad. But why are we still doing Monster of the Week in season five? Yeah, it's just so Monster of the Week. And mm. so the the two episodes, like these, this one and the previous episode that are both rated very low are also very heavy hospital episodes. Yeah. And I think it's just really difficult to have that be interesting. Because mm. it's the same problem that we had in the Buffy gets sick episode. Yeah, killed where, by death. Yeah, she's in the hospital and that's just not that interesting. And then you, yeah, you have that for two episodes in a row. Like, in a okay, row. Guys. Oh, that's going to wear you down. Don't have much Interestingly, to do. Bailey Chase, who plays Graham, is uncredited in this episode. What? Which, if they had credited him, they would have had to put it at the beginning of the episode. Oh. And so I don't know if they were trying to make it a surprise. I can't. He had lines, didn't he? I can't imagine why. He had why. at least one line. I, why is he I'm not he sure uncredited? how many lines he had. He may not I have hit know. the threshold for lines. Potentially. I. He definitely didn't say much. The the command leader had a lot more lines than he did i don't i just it seems very strange especially dreg is credited you know (laughs) yeah but dreg's got so many lines he's got like (laughs) upwards of five i love dreg honestly especially (laughs) like we get to see him you know how he is around glory and all of his absurd things and then seeing him talk to ben and just be more normal and sort of be giving Ben shit. You're, it just makes it that much better that he's fawning so much over Glory. And yeah, he's still like pretty respectful towards Ben. But yeah, right. not all the way respectful. Well, he's definitely questioning Ben. Oh yeah. A thing Which he is, would never oh, do. Oh, oh my god, no, he doesn't want to die. Right, no, that's just how you lose your tongue. She's been over yeah. this. Yeah. All right, well, that was a heck of an episode. Michaela, did you like this episode? It's just so boring, you know? Not the worst episode we've Uh, seen. No, it's not. It doesn't... It's not insane like Good Iowa. Right. Which, honestly, I think is going to go down as (laughs) one of the worst episodes for us. Yeah. But this is just it. Two episodes ago, you were going on and on about how this is... This show's figured it out. Look what they've <laughs> done with this editing. And look what they've done with this storytelling. And then there's two episodes back to back where they've just forgotten everything they learned. I just don't understand how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> These major missteps. It's fine. It's not good, though. And Queller <laughs> Demon is so bad for so many reasons. Michaela, <sighs> our opinions are garbage. What did Teeks think of the episode? What do you think this review is called the one with the queller demon so that's the right track you're never gonna guess exactly what teeks called it because uh oh teeks i love you so much it's just so charming <laughs> lay it on me so teeks has re- has titled this review the one with the out of space creature oh my god what oh i love now, that phrasing oh teeks that's not oh, the only yes. time in this review teeks says out of space but literally o-u-t hyphen o-f hyphen space okay does teeks not know about outer space (laughs) i think teeks thinks that it's out of space because that's where the creature came from 
Teeks is Australian, right? Out of space? <laughs> I don't know. You've been to Australia. You know about drop bears. <laughs> no, out of space, I'm saying sounds very similar to out of space. I, anyways, I'm enchanted. Yes. This whole review is bananas, so I'm just going to read it all to you. Go for <laughs> just, it. It just, it never changes, you know? I don't love this episode, but I do like it. It's interesting and a different concept than from previous episodes, but sadly, it is one of my least favorite episodes from the season and the entire series. Whoa. Harsh <laughs> yeah. words. Harsh. In this episode, Joyce is released from the hospital to everyone's excitement. Untrue. When the gang <laughs> yeah. sees a meteor crash from the sky, they notice something has come out of it. They start to wonder what it could be. Eventually, the out of space creature, <laughs> oh, teeks, known as a queller, finds his way to the hospital and then to the Sumbers' residence. Eventually, the gang tell Buffy how to destroy the weird creature, and you never have to see its creepy face again. Again, the, untrue. Do, no, no, she stabs it with a knife until it dies. There is no secret. They they don't tell her anything. They don't interact with her other no. than Willow at the very beginning. Yeah, there's no mention of the commandos or the helicopter. <laughs> That's the wow. whole, that's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Delightful. Oh, there, there are just so many things wrong with that. Overall, I give this episode. S- is this going to be a dreaded six out of ten? It is. <gasps> yes. Which in my ratings book is good. Yeah. Wow. Harsh yeah. words, man. Harsh words from Teeks. Mm-hmm. Michaela, who won this episode in an episode mm. full of losers? Ah. <laughs> uh. Did Graham, Bareham win? Because <laughs> it gets to see Riley again? Yeah, sure. But, like, what? No, not really. Well, what do they do? They show up and do nothing. Yeah. They track the signal with their Geiger counters in time for Cece to be late to the party. Yeah, so they don't even help him kill anything. Um, they, they show up and they see Hostel 17 there. <laughs> I mean, like, they, don't, they right? don't know about... <laughs> When it's Hostile 17 and everyone just fucking is okay with that, when, uh, like, guys, but Hostile 17? Uh, No, it's fine. Spike gets forgiven again for, or at least it's forgotten about, that he was stealing pictures of Buffy from From the Summer's residence. Oh, it's the creepiest. No, Spike loses. I'm sorry. This is the only thing they give him to do. Yeah, that's true. Uh... Giles gets back in a library, which is something he didn't want. Oh God, they're just Willow aren't. and Tara don't do. Does they ben don't do win? anything. Ben might win because he summons a Queller demon and doesn't get murdered by Glory he, for doing so. He gets away with it. Like yeah. they don't know that he's done this, and in he actually does succeed at his goal of thinning the population <laughs> of mental patients because he kills like yeah. five of them with the demon. Yeah whole bunch at six yeah i think six five in the ward and then then one in the woods yeah i'm gonna call this a ben win that's a ben win good job ben and (sighs) michaela what was your favorite outfit from the episode it's just i never know like i think i just have to i think i just have to pick the thing that elicited the strongest response in me you know (laughs) And when yeah. I saw that vampire lady, and I oh, saw her arms, so and I saw her skin-tight snake print tank top. I'm so sad we pants. didn't get more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she oh. was just such a force, because she was just so big and scary. <laughs> I will absolutely support that. And then, Michaela, Good. coming up next time, we have a little Sondheim. Oh, it is called Into the Woods. <laughs> yeah. It's not about what you might be thinking. Hello, little girl. Wither away so hurriedly. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, we'll just intercut that entire thing into our next episode. And that's only like three hours long. It's fine. Yeah. Sometimes really, he's a brief guy. Yeah, exactly. It'll be it'll be good. Good times. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Is there anything that you'd like to tell me before we go into this? Or am I just going to think that it's two princes singing about how hard it is to be rich and white and male? (laughs) Uh, We're going to... Okay, here here you go. Let's let's tell you this. You're going to get some more information. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word, but there'll be some more content regarding Riley and this whole voluntarily getting bit by vampires thing okay looking forward to that 
are you sure there's no like little red riding hood maybe she skins a wolf maybe there's a giant who's pissed at jack baker Hopefully his wife want we'll to have be kids. able to find some way to connect what happens to into the woods but I'm i know really that show really it. well so i think so we're you're gonna try and gosh darn it it's gonna be forced <laughs> i'll do my damnedest looking forward <laughs> to that okay well i think that just about wraps it up for this episode which was fantastic and mm. if you want to reach out to us you can email us beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com this episode will be up on the reddit buffy.reddit.com our pictures are all up on the Facebook page. Just search Welcome to the Hellmouth. And if you want to reach out to Michaela or I personally, you can hit us up on Wicker Me, a secure messaging service that automatically deletes your texts for you. I'm on there at Wicker Basket, Michaela. I'm on there at Killing Me Won't Bring Back Your Honey. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> I can't believe you didn't go Wicker Man. Are you crazy? How to get burned. Indeed, (laughs) Michaela. How to get burned. How to get burned. (laughs) And until next time, farewell from the the hell now. Hell now. Hell no. Hell no.